0: thank you all for being here today. At this time, I present our Master of Ceremonies of this event to you. Welcome, Lakeisha James. She is a corporate event planner, set designer, mentor, author, and Atlanta chapter leader for World Woman Conference and Awards. Welcome, Lakeisha James, and I'll turn it over to you.
1: Hi, everyone. Thank everyone for uh, partaking in this event today. I will now introduce our host, Rajaline Gigi Sabat. She's our motivational keynote speaker, two-time bestselling author, life coach, first generation Haitian American, the host of Walk With Me podcast and financial expert and the CEO and founder of Life Services Center of America, LLC. So our first keynote speaker, she, her name is Mindy East. She is the CEO and founder of Barron Ridge Speakers Agency and Mindy is known as to her grandchildren as Big Mama, a self-proclaimed late bloomer. Mindy is a firm believer that life experiences have paved the way for where she is today. Along the years, she's developed passions and talents to help her publish The Animal's Weather Guide for Children's and The Animal's Guide to Weather Around the World and Other National Wonders. Everyone, please welcome our keynote speaker, Mindy East.
2: Thank you. Thank you all for having me. Gigi, thank you for hosting this event. I'm honored to be here. I am, you know, this is not an easy place to be. It's always not a fun place to to revisit or think about. But I just want everyone to know that if you have survived infidelity, you're well on your way to healing and wholeness, and your life is going to get better and better. I was in a, uh, I was married 35 years, and I was, uh, my marriage was on life support for 10 while, um, we just tried to patch things up. And before he pulled the plug, I cried that whole summer after he served me with divorce papers, but then I realized it was God's provision and not a punishment. And I'm so grateful because I would not be able to do the things I've done or experience the things that I'm doing currently had I still be in that troubled marriage. So, um, my disclaimer is I'm not a, a counselor. I'm just someone who walked the walk and I got through it with my faith in God and my friends and my family. Just wanna encourage everyone today, if you are listening, you are one of three people participating. You're either in the middle of this, you are, are the instigator or you are on the outside looking in. wanna give you some hope and some, some suggestions on how to cope if you are on the outside looking in, if you're a family member, a child, a coworker, a neighbor, a loved one, the best thing you can do to support both parties is not to pick sides. The last thing anyone should be doing at this time is having to battle extenuating circumstances from outside interference. So, if you are witnessing this, if someone else, someone you know and love is going through it, the best thing you can do is be supportive. Ask what you can do, help out with meals, with kids, with pets, with, with work, with chores, with mowing the lawn, anything just to help that, that troubled couple get through it. And that would be very helpful. Um, another thing is if you are on the outside looking in, Don't ask for details, don't pump them for information. One of the best gifts I had was a friend of mine who just said, well, you can talk about it if you want to. If you don't, we'll just act as nothing has happened. So I appreciated the fact that she would say, how are you today? And I could honestly answer that. I couldn't always say, um, you know, in a week stretch how I was doing, but I could answer for that one day. Secondly, if you are the initiator, if you have found yourself in a situation that has led to an affair, first thing to do is stop, breathe, and let your emotions calm down. Anger does not help anything. Um, anger doesn't bring anything good from it, and people will use anger to, um, as a tool because they think it's powerful before you get to anger, you're going to experience hurt or fear. It's best to deal with those emotions on, that, on those levels. So, so ask yourself, what am I feeling? Am I feeling hurt? Am, are my feelings hurt? Am I afraid? Deal with it at, the, at that level. Um, next, if you are the victim, you need to move from that victim to that victorious survivor mode as quickly as possible. Now, I'm not saying that you won't feel those feelings because I was married 35 years, so I had a lifetime with this person, um, and he chose to get involved with someone else. And so that was hurtful, but I chose not to dwell on the anger and the hurt, and I started forming a plan. What was I going to do? How I was going to manage? And basically, I did not want to set a bad example to my kids and... um, Everyone's watching. So you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your future spouse. Um, You owe it to your future person, you, not to, as I say, run around like a dog loose on trash day. So, you know, just calm. You need to breathe. You need to be strong too. There's a reason why this person or these people have walked out of your life. And that's because God cannot take them where he's taking you next. The best thing to do is forgive. Because forgiveness is something you do for yourself. It doesn't change the past. It changes the future. You need to let go or get dragged. And I was dragged for a lot of years. And so the last thing you want to do is just make make sure that you have done everything within your power not to abandon this relationship without giving it every effort on your part. I had lunch with a friend this week and she's the one who had an affair. And she said, I just wish someone would have told me to fight for my marriage. So if you have fought, if you've exhausted every avenue, if you've done everything within your power, then you need to just let God handle it and you need to walk away and you need to focus on the new you and healing and restoring you because I prayed a lot, I prayed for years and years for God to restore my marriage. And when that didn't happen, I had to think, okay, God, what is going on? But I realized he was going to restore and heal me instead. Thank you, Mindy.
1: Thank you, Mindy. I like that victim to victorious. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Our next speaker is Fabulous Camille Robb. She is the CEO and just of Fabulous, Just Fabulous Care, JFC Global Concierge Service, JFC Global Academy, public speaker, mentor, entrepreneur, investor and advocate for children for over 25 years. Welcome Fabulous Camille
3: Robb. Hello, hello, hello. I hope you guys are all doing well and your family are blessed. Thank you Gigi. Thank you Ligisha for inviting me. This is going to be a different spin on what you expect. So for me, I experienced it. I dealt with it and I grew through it. So what we're here to do is to share, learn, and to move forward. So I've been married now for 28 years. I have two children. When this happened, my daughter was eight and my son was four. It hurt, yes, but you have to learn that God put you in a situation so you could see, evolve, and grow. A lot of people don't understand that. So when this happened to me and my family, I wasn't even close to where the situation happened. My husband at the time, he was in another country with my children, and... I was alone at night and when I felt the pain, I realized that something was wrong with my husband. My daughter called me the next day and says, mom, this is ha- this something happened and I don't understand why it's happening. I looked at, at least I was listening to her. When she came back home, I said to her, I said, you don't understand right now, but as you grow older, you'll understand. This is not normal. Things happen and we all have to figure out what went wrong. Me, I thought it was my fault. <laughs> I was so scared and trying to figure out what did I do wrong? But the, the ladies and the gentlemen that are listening, it's not your fault. Things happen and sometimes we have to figure it out. But as I learn and grow, and the pain, ooh, like Misty said, it was painful. But for me, I am still growing through it. I'm still learning from it. And what I'm here to do is to share with you that when the pain occurs, you feel it. For me, God is my teacher, my guidance, And he came to me that night and he said be still my child. I went on my knees and I prayed and asked what went wrong? What did I do wrong? You told me what to do. I'm a mother, I'm a wife. I do everything I was told to do, but it's not your fault. And I don't blame a hundred percent of my husband either. We're still married. We've been married now for 28 years. And now we're growing through what happened in the past. Your past doesn't predict what your future will be like. And a lot of people get caught up in that life and think, oh, the past is what you lived through. We don't even bring it up anymore. If it so happened that somebody else come to us and ask us about what happened, I'm, this is my first time actually talking about it. After all these years, my husband and I talked about it. So for the ladies that are listening, talk about it. Once you talk about it, don't blame anyone. Just leave it it like it is. Ask God for forgiveness. You talk to your spouse. Talk to him about forgiveness. And then you just grow from that. Because if you don't, you will keep living in the past. I have a colleague of mine. She's going through the same thing right now. And she's bitter. You get bitter. And you do not get involved with it. When, you, when, when it's like that, you are the one that, like we said, you sit back. You listen. You listen. Do not put your mouth in it. Because the same person that you're talking to is not ready to hear what you have to say. The worst part of it is that my daughter was there and my son was there. That's the only part that was so painful for us. But now we have moved on. My daughter is now 26. My son is now 22. My husband is sitting right next to me listening. And actually my life with him is a lot much easier now because he understands me and I'm actually falling in love again with him. So, (laughs) like I said, my story is totally different. We all went through pain, but we have to grow so we could learn. So for all the, the ladies on the panel, I haven't heard your story yet, but I know we're all here to share, listen, learn and grow. Thank you guys for having me stay blessed stay safe and stay absolutely fabulous blessings you. to y'all thank you camille
1: thank you so much camille for sharing your story share learn and move forward i love that our next speaker is kristen frederick As good to see you again kristen she is the founder yes. and CEO of Clearly Kristen Incorporated as an international speaker, executive coach, sales leader, teacher, trainer and woman of faith. Christian helps individuals and businesses to find their authentic voice and monetize their brand. Discover the authentic you is what Christian says. Welcome Christian.
4: Thank you. Thank you for having me here tonight on such an important topic. Yes, my name is Kristen Fenrick and I have a question for you ladies and gentlemen has anyone ever devalued you or made you question your worth? For me, it was back in 1996. I was a young mother. I was in college just getting ready to graduate. And I knew that there was a time in my life I need to make many, many decisions. I was dating a gentleman. I thought, you know what? It may be a good idea for us to just go ahead and part ways and I can just go ahead and have fun with my life. But instead. I made a choice in that moment to continue into a relationship that was never designed for me. So at the time I was dating a man who I knew during the time that I was dating him that it probably wasn't a great idea, but I had this issue with boundaries, this issue with saying no. So instead of saying no, I just continued on and continued in this relationship. And then he moved and moved to another city and came back one day and said, hey, I want you to marry me. And that was where I made the biggest choice of my life, which changed many different things. At that moment, I should have said no. I should have stood up for myself. I should have known what was meant for me and what wasn't meant for me. But instead, I made the choice to say yes. Why? Because I was looking at the fairy tale, not at the real. And so in making that decision, I now ended up marrying this man. We were together for quite a time. And what happened during that time is he was a constant, it was constant infidelity. And through that, I began to devalue myself. I began to feel worthless. I began to have this feeling inside of me that I wasn't ever going to accomplish anything. And so I'm here to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, that I now had to turn around and make another choice. I had to choose me. After three times, four times of confronting the situation head on, I knew it was the time for me to choose me. So I sat down one day and I said to God, I said, you know what? I made a decision and I know that I made a decision and I said that this is what I was going to do, but I want you to give me a sign, Lord, and let me know tell me, is this what I am to live with for the rest of my life? And so I sat in a very still, quiet place, and I asked God to really show me what my future would be. And in him showing me what my future would be, I realized in that moment that if I chose to stay and chose to continue to do the things that I had been doing and just putting up with kind of the situation of what it was. I knew that this would be the situation and the way that I would live the rest of my life. So instead I chose to choose me and I chose to leave. In that decision, it was a lot because I had children and with children, you know, you're making a decision that that decision doesn't just affect you. And so what I said to the Lord then was if this is the choice and I'm leaving, then I am going to lean on you to take care of my children because my children will never lose anything because I choose to leave this situation. And so I left. So I am here to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, that it's not about the person and it's not about what they did. It's many times a choice that we can make. I am in many times situations where I talk to different women and I find out talking with them or even men that a lot of times they knew, right? And it was that choice. It was that place of saying yes to a situation that they should have said no to. And so I'm here to say that as you make your choices and as you make your decisions of the things that you're doing in your life, you always need to decide first to choose you. Choose you, choose your future,
0: Thank you, Kristen. We seem to have had a technical issue at the end towards the end there. Lakeisha, you're muted.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Kristen, for sharing your story. Stand up for yourself and also looking at the fairy tale and not the real. I love that. Our next speaker is Dr. Rosalind Willis. Dr. Willis is a stroke and domestic violence survivor. She is a sexual assault and domestic violence. I'm sorry. Domestic Violence Advocate, Dr. Willis has a passion to serve and reach the lost at any cost. Dr. Willis is the co-founder, TNR Birth and Books Publishing, LLC. Dr. Willis is an international public speaker, coach, author, evangelist, and publisher. Welcome, Dr. Rosalind Willis.
5: Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much, Gigi, for this opportunity, and thank all of y'all for having me. So um, I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, uh, going through my process of of dealing with infidelity. Um, I was married uh, for 10 years uh, to a young man. I got married at at 19 years old. And um, from the beginning of the marriage all the way through, he was military. um, I experienced going through um, him being um, cheating throughout the whole marriage. Well, it got to a point where um, he showed up at home with a beautiful young lady, a baby. Um, he had a baby out of the outside of the marriage. And um, of course I was devastated because it was just so much infidelity. But I always say, you know, I'm the um, birthing purpose coach. And I say, as long as you have a poster, you have a purpose. Well, I believe that God gave me a purpose in this world. And one of them was to raise my daughter to be in her life, no matter how she got here. You know, a lot of times us as women, we go through things that we don't understand why we have to go through those things. But I am blessed. You know, I, it, it's a little different from what you're probably going to hear. But I'm blessed because even through that ugly situation a beautiful young lady that I get to call my daughter, that I get to raise every single day. Um, She's my youngest. She's now 14 years old. And I I live by example for her of love and forgiveness. You know, he is my ex-husband, but guess what? I'm remarried, been married to my best friend, the love of my life 11 years, and we raise our daughter together. Now, you know, that's not something that happens every day and people are not able to always forgive. But I wanna say to the women out there and men out there that are going through things that you don't even understand why, sometimes it's bigger than you. Your situation is bigger than you. It's because you're called to to mother a child that you didn't birth. You're called to father a child that, that you didn't give seed, but God has purpose and destiny in every single one of us. So no matter everything I went through, I had to learn to forgive, Number one, to love myself no matter what was done to me, right? And when I was able to do those things, God gave me the heart to be able to receive the love that he had given for me. And then my husband was able to find me. And I had to be healed to the point to where I would not make him pay for everything I went through with my first husband. Right, so a lot of times we got to go through I call it spiritual detox we got to get everything out from the past that takes us from our future get everything out, I'll say that again, from the past that taints us from our future, because God has something better for us in front of us than what could have ever been behind us. When I look at my daughter every day, I get to be a part of her growth. I get to be a part of her development. I believe that I got the best part of this, you know, so I feel I'm blessed no matter what I've been through. Your mess can bring forth a message that you could never imagine, and it was a messy situation. It was ugly, but God had plan and a purpose for it all so don't be discouraged if you came up through a situation where you were born out of something that you didn't plan don't be discouraged if someone has told you that you're not valuable because your mother and your father weren't together forever no matter what if infidelity is your testimony i'm a witness that even through that God will bring you through on the other side and you'll get to be able to see a beautiful reflection of God's glory in your child every day. So I am blessed to say that my young lady, she's 14 years old and soon she'll be going through college and I'm even able to have a good relationship with her birth mom and she has a good relationship with her because I couldn't empower anyone out there until I could empower that young lady. Thank you all so much.
0: Thank you. Dr. Roslin, Thank you, evangelist
1: Rosalind. I love that. Thank you. If you have a pulse, you have a purpose. Love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Our next speaker is Hassani Pettiford. He's a marriage coach and fidelity recovery specialist and pastor. Welcome, Hassani.
6: Well, thank you for having me. And it is indeed an honor and a privilege to be here. Listen, um, I enjoyed everything that I heard thus far, and I love the diversity in the stories as well as the outcomes. You know, as an infidelity recovery specialist, people come to us because they're in pain. Uh, and 95% of our clients are couples in crisis, those on the verge of divorce, and those trying to figure out, is it possible for us to overcome this affair and move on and have a healthy relationship? And and what I would say to you is that in our experience working with, uh, with couples, Infidelity isn't necessarily uh, the one thing that causes the divorce. What causes the divorce oftentimes is how people refuse to show up after the discovery of the affair. And so we believe that it is possible that couples can restore and have a wonderful relationship, much like Camille Robb uh, has shared with us. And so, what we've the one principle that we hold on to is this the key to your marital restoration. Is your personal transformation that if it is possible to overcome the challenges that you've experienced in your relationship. you're not going to continue to be who you've always been you've got to make a commitment to becoming the best version of yourself because doing the same things will get you more of the same things. And so there's got to be a personal transformation that leads to your marital restoration. And so for those couples who do want to fight through it, I just want to encourage you. uh, There are three types of what we call post-affair marital patterns that we see show up with relationships when they've made the decision to stay. The, The first pattern is what we call the sufferers, the second pattern is what we call the builders and the third pattern is what we refer to as the explorers now the sufferers represent those couples who, for whatever reason can't get beyond the pain there's a lot of arguments. Um, back and forth tit for tat low intensity warfare that engages uh, with that particular couple and no matter what the issue is someone could be five minutes late for a meeting, they could have overcooked a meal and somehow they can't resolve that issue and it's linked back to the affair because of bitterness and unforgiveness and resentment and they haven't gone through a process of healing though they're still committed for some reason to be together so it's a mystery why they can't resolve any issues just as much as it's a mystery of why they're still together those represent the sufferers that's a place that you don't want to be then you have the builders the builders are the people who've made the decision that you know what we're going to stay married now they're not in crisis They're not going through hell and turmoil every single day. They've made a decision just to remain. And so in essence, they've decided, well, we have kids. So we're gonna go half on kids. We're gonna go half on bills. We're gonna go half on life. Um, They're not in crisis, but there's no emotional connection. This is a couple that is as far apart as the East is from the West. There's an emotional disconnect. And they're not in a horrible place, but they're not where they could be. And that is why there's another pattern called the explorers. The explorers are the couple who went through an affair and they look at themselves and they say to themselves, you know what, the the, the relationship that we've had for all these years, it's dead. And guess what? That's exactly what we want it to be because we want to birth and create something very new and very different. Uh, There's a a colleague of ours who we know uh, was interviewed in a radio station and she was asked about her marriage because she's an infidelity recovery specialist. And she said, well, I'm on my third marriage. And the person said, the person hosting said, your third marriage, huh? And she said, yeah, I'm on my third marriage to my first husband. See, after 10 years of going through uh, a relationship, we realized that we wanted something different. We wanted something more. So we took out pieces of paper and wrote down who we wanted to be and exchanged the sheets and said, okay, let's try this. So they renewed their vows. And when they renewed their vows, they were on their second marriage to their first spouse. They had a new connection, they had a new chemistry, that they had a new vibe. Um, and after 10 years, they said, wow, that was pretty good. Why don't we do it again? So they took out pieces of paper and wrote down who they wanted to be in this new season of their marriage, renewed their vows again, and now they're on their third marriage to their first spouse. We just want to let you know that it is possible that you can heal, that you can recover, that you can have a better marriage after the discovery of the affair than what you had prior to. But the key to it is working through a system that allows for accountability, trust, forgiveness, repentance, and a complete transformation. And when you have that, the possibilities are endless.
0: Thank you. Hassani.
1: Thank you for that. I learned a lot about that. We yeah, have the sufferers, the builders, and the explorers. Thank you, Hassana, for sharing your story. So our next speaker is CJ Grace. CJ Grace is the author of Dutcher's Wife, How to Thrive, Whether You Stay or Not. And when Ariana Huffington received a copy, she invited her to be a Huffington Post contributor. CJ is currently completing Hotel Chemo, My Wild Ride Through Breast Cancer and Infidelity. She dealt with the double whammy of discovering her husband's infidelity and shortly after being diagnosed with breast cancer by refusing to be a victim and keeping her wicked sense of humor. Thank you, CJ. Welcome.
7: Thank you, Lakeisha. And also heartfelt thanks to Gigi for organizing all these survivors events and inviting me to speak today. So when I found out that my partner was unfaithful, I realized after some time that really the best revenge was to get past the need for revenge. Because I'd heard all these stories. I heard about a contractor who was so angry about his wife's infidelity that he filled her car with cement. Well, that's an impressive way to take revenge, don't you think? But where do you go from there? A couple definitely doesn't go to reconciliation after that. Most likely you'll have an expensive acrimonious divorce. When you filled your former beloved's car with concrete, it does make it a tad difficult to, say, ask them for online passwords you can't find, such as for banking or for your music collection on iTunes, or more importantly, to negotiate over custody of your kids. And talking about kids, what kind of role model are you for them by treating their mom or their dad in that way? Revenge is toxic. You think you're hurting your errant spouse, but it's really you that you're hurting. So my view was why not spend that life energy working on the best way to move forward so that I could thrive whether I chose to stay or to go. My aim was to become a more complete, creative and joyful person with or without a partner. And I know that's not easy to do because we humans are emotional rather than purely rational creatures. But after finding out about your partner's infidelity, making decisions based on your emotions really isn't a wise idea. Whatever choices and actions I was considering doing, what I did was I first stopped and asked myself, is this serving my own long term best interests? I have to say that divorce lawyers must love vengeful clients because the more disagreements and unreasonable demands, the more money the attorneys can rake in. I'm not saying that you have to be best buddies with your ex-partner, but it is extremely inconvenient if you can't even say, talk to them on the phone. After all, one minute a partner is the love of your life and then when you found out they've been cheating, they become an evil demon but it's the same person, someone whom in the past you may have had a good life with, the mother or the father of your children. Rather than demonizing your partner, it's better to remember that they were the same flawed human being all along with good points that originally drew you to them in the first place and bad points that may make you now want to leave. So how did I move forward? When I found out about my husband's infidelity, I developed a six-part program to stop feeling like hell. And I certainly was feeling like hell when I first found out about the infidelity. And it's useful, this program, to cope with the emotional impact of almost any kind of adversity. And I used it to get through not only infidelity, but also breast cancer. So these are the six things that you can do. Number one, find confidants and mentors with your best interests at heart. They could be friends or paid counsellors. Try to have at least one who's of the opposite sex to you, because you might get useful insights that are very different from those of same-sex confidants. Number two, cultivate existing and new connections who are friends of your own rather than people you know through your spouse. Again, try to have friends of both sexes. Number three, and this was really important for me, laughter therapy hang out with people who make you laugh rather than bring you down and I made sure I watched comedies and not depressing dramas. Despite being a former BBC journalist, I also gave up watching the news because it's all about bad news. Number four, love your body and become beautiful. By that I mean get enough sleep, eat well and exercise so that you become healthier and it will banish the blues. Number five, Find your passion and be a hedonist, making time to do things you enjoy rather than constantly keeping your nose to the grindstone. And finally, number six, the past is gone and the future doesn't exist. Now is all there is. So I made sure I worked at trying to live in the present and try to become more mindful. I tried to be much more fully engaged in what I was doing right now than churning the past or worrying about the future. So if I could wave a magic wand and make both the cancer and the infidelity never have happened, would I do it? Well, you might be surprised to hear me say, no, thank you. Regret is not about the past. Regret is about the present. And even though I wouldn't want to go through those experiences again, and they were bleak and difficult, I'm very happy with my life as it is now. Because of what happened, I wrote my book about adultery. I'm writing another one about breast cancer and infidelity. And I have to say, yes, it took time, but I did learn to become more complete, creative and joyful. And you can too. Thank you. Thank you, CJ.
1: Thank you, CJ. Regret is not about the past. I love that. Thank you for sharing your story. Our next speaker is Danielle Marie Pettifer. She's a coach. She's the co-founder of Couples Academy. She's a marriage counselor and Enneagram certified. Did I pronounce that correctly?
8: You did. Enneagram. Enneagram. Okay. Enneagram.
9: <laughs> thank you and welcome. Hi. Um. Thank you for that warm welcome. Well, we're talking about hope, and um. I definitely believe that there's hope after infidelity, just like there's hope after all hurt, all pain and all struggle. Um, For me, hope is an acronym, have only positive expectations. And I think that if we go through life with that mindset, we can overcome almost anything. Most of my clients come to me because they've experienced the most devastating news of their life and that is that somebody that they hold near and dear and close to them has betrayed them. And they often ask me, is there hope, right? They ask me, how will I get past this? How will I overcome? Because I specialize in working with women. Um, you, You mentioned the Enneagram, which is a powerful tool that not only helps you to understand who you are, but it helps you to understand why you are. And oftentimes, we don't understand that our partners come into our relationships with a tremendous amount of baggage that many times they're unaware of that lead them down a path that causes them to make choices that aren't great. And so when we begin to understand not only ourselves and why we do the things that we do, and also we understand our partner and their brokenness, it really does help us to empathize with the journey, the journey that we call life where we are all trying to figure it out, right? There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about how we all have fallen short of the glory. And I think that that's something that we can all say amen to. We have all fallen short in some way. And so, yes, I do believe that there is hope. We can always overcome. Um, And I think as it relates to partnership, um, one of the things that is significant is if you have two partners that desire the same thing. We had someone that came on the call today. Uh, We have a show and they were asking, can I overcome this? My partner has apologized. They're showing a tremendous amount of remorse. Is this something that we can overcome? The answer is yes. When you have two people that have a willingness to change, to bring transformation to their lives and to learn from their brokenness, yes, there's hope. Also, is there enough energy? Do you have enough energy to, to answer the call? because recovery is a calling, right? We expect folks to just heal today. We expect folks to just get over the hurt, move on. And it doesn't work that way, right? Because that the the hurt in and of itself has anchored you to something that needs to be resolved. And so it does require a certain amount of energy to get through that uh, healing. And then third, I would say, what other trauma do we have to look at because remember, we came to the marriage and to the relationship with a certain amount of trauma. And oftentimes, in order for us to move forward, we have to look back. And that goes to that anchor. um, And that goes right back to that Enneagram, where we begin to learn some things about ourselves that we've been doing, that has opened the door to some habits that are unhealthy, right? We don't step out the door trying to hurt somebody, unless we've been hurt. And so we need to find out where that trauma come in. And what is it? And we also need to know how to go and get help. Where do we go to get the support to help us, right? Nobody becomes a, a doctor or an attorney on their own. You go somewhere where somebody knows the way because they've been the way, and then they can show you the way. And so oftentimes we've got to put down these ideas that counseling and talking to somebody is taboo or means something's wrong with you. We all need to talk to someone. As a matter of fact, when we're, I actually just finished up a, um, a three-day intensive with a woman who all she wanted to do was release, release years and years of hurt and pain pent up. And sometimes that's what it takes, talking it out so that we can get to a certain place. And then the last thing I would say is that we need to learn how to deal with the underlying issues. Oftentimes when there's an infidelity, the one who is unfaithful is the only one that we put the magnifying glass on. And so what ends up happening is those other issues take a back seat, right? There were a lot of issues in the marriage long before the infidelity. And we have to be bold enough, we have to be brave enough to not take on blame, right? Not own the offense, but recognize what part we play in those relationships. And I think if we can do all those things and hold on to hope, always having a positive expectation in here, I think we can overcome anything. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Danielle. Very- Thank you.
9: Yes.
1: Yes, I want to repeat that. Hope, having only positive expectations. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Our next speaker is Donna Campbell. Donna is known as the, mid, I'm sorry, the mind whisperer. Donna combines her past knowledge, wisdom, and experience to assist you in creating and restoring a life of happiness, prosperity, and love. Donna has over 25 years combined year, 25 years combined, of professional experience. As a former financial advisor, her book, Financially Fit, is a number one Amazon bestselling, bringing together the world of money and the energy body and the soul of essence. She is a professional speaker sharing her techniques during interactive workshops and maintains an international private practice. Donna has shared the stage with Lisa Nichols, Dr. Joe Fatale, Sharon Lecture, and David Milzer. Her personal heart-centered healing philosophy is to create a world that is a better place for all to live. Welcome, Donna.
10: Hi, and thank you so much for inviting me to be speaking with you here today and sharing you sharing with you a little bit about my story and some of the things that I have learned throughout the years. There was a time in my life where my health broke down i was working in the corporate field of finance as a financial advisor and doctors weren't able to discover what was wrong with me and i turned to natural medicine after two years and that was where i got introduced to Natural healing. And what I uncovered as I was able to digest food again, I wasn't able to during those two years, was that there was something in my outside life that I wasn't able to digest. I just didn't know what that was. And I wasn't able to see it. It was hidden in that because of the amount of anger that I was holding on to, the amount of anger that was in my profession, the amount of anger that was in my relationship. And as I got healthier, I discovered the infidelity of my marriage. And for me, that went against everything that I ever thought or that I ever believed in, even as a child. And I realized where my anger came from because I knew something was wrong and something needed to change. So I spent the next three to four months praying Meditating, asking for guidance, getting clarity to know what would be the best steps for me. And there's many choices, no choices are right or wrong, just the one that is going to work best for you and the situation that you are in. And what I chose to do was I chose to leave my marriage at that time because of the amount of anger that I was absorbing and how it was breaking down my body. I couldn't physically live in that environment anymore. So I made some personal choices. After he had left, what happened for me was happiness started returning to me. And because I was internally happy, it was my first lesson, happiness is on your inside, not on the outside with the circumstance. I had released 40 pounds of excess weight that I was holding on to that the anger had packed on that I didn't even realize was there. And some of the other gifts that I received from going through this experience was that it allowed me to be on the path that I am on today. It brought me onto a spiritual pathway as a healer, it brought me to being an author, it brought me to being a professional speaker. And if it wasn't for some of those experiences, which for me was a wake up call, I would not have been on my path to my own personal development and living my life on purpose, not only for myself, but helping other people go through the process. So one of the things that I do do today is when I do some of the healing work is when couples do come and they want to work on their marriage or work on their relationship. It's a large scope of what comes out of how to make that better, how to strengthen that, because those are all the things that I didn't know how to do from before, from my my lack of skill set at that time to bringing it forward and sharing these truths that I have learned with others throughout that time. And it was a very, very trying experience for me. After that relationship had ended, I had found myself in a different relationship, but the type of um, infidelity was a little bit different. It wasn't a physical, sexual, intimate cheating. It was an emotional cheating. So I learned from other relationships that there's many different types of What I consider infidelity when somebody is so emotionally attached to another person, they can't be fully present with you. And from all of those experiences I've learned and I grew and one of the biggest takeaways that I've ever had was that I had to learn how to love myself first. And it was through loving myself first that others then can come in and love you for who you are. And then it allows God spirit creator to come in and you can receive that love because you're loving yourself as if God loves you. And throughout that whole process, it allows me to have the relationships that I have today in my life with my children and with my current partner. And if it wasn't for all of those experiences, I wouldn't be the person that I am here today, sharing and helping others on their pathway for them. What I'd like to share also real quick is, um, at the time I was given my own, I call it a mantra. It could be a set of scripture, but the guidance that I received when I was going through all of those troubling times, and it is trust and you will see believe and you will know, have faith, all is well. Follow your heart and spirit will lead you. God will lead you and creator will lead you. And so that was where that writing came from. And that was one of the the best gifts that I've ever received that I share with everyone. Just have trust, faith and belief. And you know, everything will always work out to your highest and best. So thank you. Thank you, Donna.
1: Thank you, Donna, for sharing your story. Our next speaker is David James DePardo. He is an author, coach, speaker, foodie, and writer. His unique approach to a journey of healing, forgiveness, and finding self-love and self-worth by practicing radical acceptance has been embraced by clients and readers around the globe. Welcome, David.
11: Thank you, LaKeisha. And thank you, Gigi, for having me here. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever in your life or in your past heard about somebody who went through infidelity in their life and thought to yourself, hell no. That happens to me. I am out the door. I am gone. I will not tolerate that. I will not stand for that. That was me. That's where I was. That's who I was. And I can tell you that even when I sat down with my former spouse on our very, very first date. That was one of the things we discussed over coffee was the fact of our our principles and our values and things that were important to us and I made it crystal clear and we were both crystal clear and we were in agreement about it that infidelity was unacceptable it was not something that would be tolerated ever in the relationship Um, and then fast forward five years into our marriage I found myself facing infidelity and my world crumbled and immediately I felt so much shame because of the persona that I had taken on before, about the stance that I had always taken on about infidelity, and now was suddenly faced with this fork in the road, asking myself, what do I do? Do I throw away five years of marriage? Do I throw away my relationship, my home, my life, everything that we've built together over what seemed to be one stupid encounter, something that... um, There was a lot of remorse about, there was a lot of atonement for. Um, Is this something that we can heal from? Is this something that we can move through? And what I learned, I went out looking for examples of people who had been through infidelity, people who had experienced it and moved on from it, who had healed from it and were able to stay together and strengthen their relationships. And what I found was that infidelity lived on a spectrum. And depending on where you are on that spectrum, there can absolutely be a future for your relationship. But it takes work. It takes a lot of work. And if you are the party that has committed the indiscretion, you have now taken on a new role. You are now the guardian of this relationship. You are now in charge of making this into a sacred space where your partner can heal, where they can recover. And if you are the hurt party, then you need to allow time. You need to allow time and space for this healing to occur. And it's not going to be overnight and it's not going to be fast. And if you're if your partner, your partner who is holding this space for you holding this sacred sacred container for you to heal in has to be very patient with the fact that you are going to have a lot of questions you are going to want to talk about this and it's normal I was in that situation I had so many questions but what I want to encourage you is to make sure those questions are bringing you down the path of healing because yes there is a lot of communication that needs to be had to understand why did this occur where are the gaps in your relationship what is the underlying issue that brought to this type of rupture in your relationship but there is temptation to ask all of the other questions of is he or she were they prettier were they younger were they smarter were they sexier were they thinner because our ego is going to look for a way to make us unworthy of love, unworthy of belonging, to make this be about us and why we brought it on and why it's our fault. And I want to discourage you from doing that, because while we all have our part to play in everything that occurs to us, your worthiness does not take into account what happened to you. And so this journey is a long journey. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. And I can tell you from experience, I spent five years trying to recover from infidelity in my marriage. Um, And we went through counseling. And I I strongly urge you to go through counseling and seek out support, seek out a neutral, objective third party that can help guide you through this process. Um, But for us, It wasn't possible. We went through the counseling and over the course of five years, infidelity continued to um, resurface in our marriage, resurface in our relationship. There was new indiscretions that came to pass. Um, And finally, I had to make a choice whether I was to stay or if I was going to leave. And In the end, I had to choose to leave I had to choose to stop abandoning myself in order to keep someone else in order to keep somebody who wasn't as committed to building repairing and healing this relationship, as much as I was, I had to choose myself and It was hard. It was devastating. I wept for weeks because I was weeping the life that I had built, the family that I had created and envisioned for my future, the home that we had built together, and it very much felt like the end, but it wasn't. In the end, I got to rediscover who I was. I got to find a former version of myself that I had hidden and that I had suppressed. I got to go on to write a book and help others heal through infidelity. And now, years later, I have a life beyond anything I could have imagined. I have a family that is more beautiful than anything I could have pictured for myself. So I just wanna say that wherever you are on the spectrum, whether you are looking to heal from infidelity and bring your relationship forward or if you are looking to choose yourself to honor yourself and to step away that choice is uniquely yours and there is no shame either way but there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is hope for a better tomorrow
0: thank you David
11: thank you
1: thank you David for sharing allow space and time to heal and that's on everything Mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing your story our next speaker is Erica. Nice to see you again, Erica. Erica is a teacher at MUSD, Domestic Violence, Sexual Assault, and Suicide Attempt Survivor and Advocate. Advocate, excuse me. Welcome, Erica.
12: Hi. Um, I just want to say to anybody who's out there who's going through this, I am so sorry. I know what it's like to be you. I know the pain. I know the struggle. I know the hurt. And all I want to tell you is, you matter and you're worth it. And we're here for you. I know what it's like. I was married to a serial cheater for a very long time. And it was very difficult for me because I struggled to to let go. I wanted to be married. I wanted to stay with this man. But the truth was, is that God had other plans. And God said, no, we did everything. We went to all kinds of counseling and retreats and and everything to try to heal. But sometimes God says no, and I had to get to the point of accepting that. All I've got to say is you matter, and you must turn in all that love you have for that person, but give it to yourself so that you can heal and you can work on yourself. I'm not saying to leave or make a decision. Right now you're in a fog, and it's okay. You can can decide when you get clarity, and you need to get hope and healing from that. What I had to do is I went to programs. I went to snn.org and I got went to programs so that I could heal. And I couldn't do this alone. If I didn't have the people around me supporting me, if I didn't have the people around me, or even God, 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 God is amazing, you guys. If you could just look up and ask Him, tell me why you I need to go through this, and He will show you the way and the light. You know, I can't answer that for you, but I know God can. Because if this hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't have done the healing that I needed to do. I wouldn't have done the work that I needed to do. I wouldn't be speaking to you right now. It is because this happened that God said, my daughter, you are destined for more. And I'm telling you right now, you are destined for more. So find your healing. Find your hope because it's there. And if you need anything, reach out to any of us. We are here, we love you, and you're not alone. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Erica.
1: Thank you, Erica, for sharing your story. It's always amazing uh, for you to be on these platforms with us. And things happen for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that. We don't live our life for ourselves, we live it for someone else. So your voice definitely matters. Our next speaker is Dr. Tanya Gold. Dr. Tanya, MD, is a board certified in family and holistic medicine and has been in practice for over 20 years. Proud owner of Dr. Gold's Optimum Living Institute, a.k.a. degali Did I pronounce that correctly, doctor? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she believes in treating the whole person, getting her kids well, long term. Welcome again, Dr. Tanya Gold. Yes. Thank you again. Thank you,
13: Lakeisha, for having me, Ragni, and thank you. Gigi for hosting this, it's incredible to be here. I don't know if you can see this picture, I don't have a green screen, but this is my um, family, my big family. I'm a, My story may be a little unique for some, but they've mentioned kids. So first, thank you for sharing these powerful stories, uh, touching to my heart. Um, but I'm a childhood survivor of infidelity and um, those kids <laughs> are now grown with their own kids. But my, um, dad and mom were married for about 15 years and they fought a lot. Um, it was to the point that my mom accused my dad of cheating often. And we would keep backing my dad up because we loved my dad. I was daddy's girl. And until my mom, my mom completed her life early after she died. And she, she made a pact with my dad. I found out later was do not tell my kids what you're doing. Like she, even though she was saying it, she didn't, Want him to meet any of the ch- us to meet the kids or anything, but when she died, they kept showing up. So I remember being at my grandma's funeral and just seeing this guy who looked like my dad, and he and my dad would just say, "Oh, that's your brother." And then I met another woman that looked like me. Oh, that's your sister. And I was like, and they kept popping up after you know. I'm like, how many kids are there? I think there might be more, but we know of fifteen. So what happened was for me, it was, and that was a family reunion. So fast forward. Now we're all like, we get together. We're actually very friendly, loving family. So I see the blessings of that part, which that was a whole, um, dealing with that. And this is the first time I'm actually sharing this story. So it's kind of just coming out as I was thinking it. But when I, my husband proposed to me, the first thought in my head is who do I invite? Because honestly, I was I was shamed. to I grew up in yeshiva, you know. You marry one person. I was had that fairy tale idea of what, a marriage that you're with that person the rest of your life until you die. And just to, the idea of having your dad, the person who's supposed to be looking up, you look up to, is you know cheating on your mom. What do you do? And I still love my dad, of course. I forgive him, because I know I need to move on and move forward with my life. But just the challenges that you go through when you're a kid, because this I found out when I was about my mom died when I was 13. So I, in um, front my dad, like 15, 16, like, why would you do that? And he kept kind of brushing it off saying they were in an open marriage. But I was like, did mom know about that? Because, you know, all the stuff she was, you know, fighting with you about, and just recognizing that Um, he had his reasons, you know, just like anything, there's probably, he was going through a lot of stress too, and not condoning the act, but understanding that, um, there's patterns for behavior. He still supported all his kids, which I definitely admire that part. And he loved us very much and still does. Um, but recognizing sometimes do marriages do drift and other things do happen for people to do different things. So you have to recognize wherever you are get the love support. I saw that you know, over and over to talk to somebody. And it actually does take a courageous person to get help and support and love and know that you aren't alone. So whatever you're going through, this is a perfect forum to see how many people are going through this. And then as a childhood survivor, talk to your kids about what they're going through, ask them for help. And I think my dad, instead of just kind of putting it on us of here's another brother, here's another sister, just to ask us, like, you know, or t- talked to us about what he was thinking might have helped me kind of, you know, get, get past or get over this in a, in a good way. But I do have a counselor now who I'm um, talking to who has been really godsend. So getting back to the marriage with my husband, who am I going to invite one of my sisters um, was, she's a product of a consummation while they, while my dad was unfaithful and she's turned out to be one of, you know, my fa- you know, one of the best sisters, but I realized that during that time I didn't invite her to my wedding and that was a little regretful, but I realized I can't go back, but now I make up for it by you know being part of her life. So just whatever you're going through know again that it can work out in a good way, you can have blessings from things we think of like a Lotus flower The deepest. It, it's a beautiful flower that has murky waters and from that something blossoms. something beautiful can bloom so know in your heart, there is a purpose there's a meaning for your life.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Gold.
1: Thank you, Dr. Gold. Always a pleasure being on the same platform with you. Thank you for sharing your story. Our next speaker is Angel M. Savoy. Angel is a wife of 16 years, mother of three, owner of Fit and Flavorful Meal Prep, executive producer, and a certified life and accountability coach. The best-selling author of Cheating Approved and the Anthro now, when the soul cries trauma tears and triumph i love that when the soul cries trauma tears and triumph andrew has spent her life privately helping others by being very transparent about her own by her own struggles she has overcome infidelity miscarriages molest molestation toxic environments betrayal and more she forgot about her relationship with god and allowed the devil to control her with condemnation shame and guilt however When she went back to God, he reminded her that pain propels you into a purpose and everything begins with forgiveness. I love that. She wants everyone to know that there is such a thing as happily ever after and that who you were is not who you are and you don't have to face anything alone. Her favorite scripture is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Welcome, Angel.
14: Hi, thank you guys for having me so much. I'm so excited. Everybody is just, oh my God, these stories are so amazing. And I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to get 16 years in five minutes, but I'm going to go for it. (laughs) So my story is so unorthodox. I've heard so many different stories. However, I am a two-time infidelity survivor. And when I say two-time I don't mean that this happened to me twice. I mean, at once upon a time I was the offended and then I was the offender. A lot of times we don't hear about it from the other side. We always hear about the guys doing it and you know, women are so strong and they bounce back, but there is no manual for when it happens later for the women how do you build these men back up after you have broke them um this is not something that is talked about with men you know again it's always focused on the woman you're going to survive you're going to keep your family together but who is nurturing these men when they are broken so when it happened to me initially it was very on in our marriage we weren't even considered we hadn't even celebrated our one year anniversary and if anybody knew angel angel was a runner you were a one and done with me so uh you know everybody is like oh it happens it's over i'm leaving but i have a question for the people that say that they love god what do you do when he tells you to stay it's quite different if you are truly obedient to the word of god so I knew early on that my marriage was purpose, that ministries would be birthed out of this story. But when it happened, I, you know, you don't see that. You can't see past your pain sometimes. So I had to move on from me because when it happened, first and foremost, I was pregnant with our daughter. So I couldn't even grieve properly because I was so concerned with losing her and stressing myself out. So I was kind of forced to Push past it. But five years later, when Angel did it, it was not the same grace at all. It was not. So my journey took me through understanding first and foremost that love is forgiveness. It's so many people that say that they love you, but love is action. How can you say you love me if you can't forgive me? How can I say I love you if I can't forgive you but that didn't even do it it's to read the scripture i want to say matthew six fifteen that says if you cannot forgive then when it is your turn i will not forgive you and i don't know about y'all but i need god to forgive me i need to be forgiven i need to be able to repent and show god that i can do better so that was a very powerful scripture if i can't forgive how is my father in heaven going to forgive me how is he going to hear from me when i go and talk him. So I had to do this thing. Now, my healing was quite different from my husband. There was no manual that could have took me through what I had to go through um, with him. And it was a very slow process with him. But I want to tell the someone that is struggling to get over this, that think that they can't get over it. First and foremost, do not agree with that. That is the spirit of unforgiveness that causes bitterness, that causes anger, that causes resentment. And when you agree with it, I promise you the enemy will bring it to surface. He will make it happen. You can get past this if you want to. Um, I'm here to tell you that good people make bad choices. And we have to accept that the Bible told us that temptation is real. It was in the first book of the Bible. Temptation is real. And we do succumb to it. We don't mean to, you know, we don't know it's going to possibly ruin our lives. But when we do this thing, we're not looking at the big picture. So I'm just challenging people nowadays to let's not make this a common act. This is not common. This should not be something that we're just preparing people for. We took serious vows. We did say for better or worse and all these things, but that doesn't mean bring bring that to my front door. Now when we get there through maybe a natural cause or something like that, that's different. But let's not get so common that we're bringing these things to the forefront. And let's stop just saying what we will and won't do because if we love God and we serve the God that I serve, we have to be obedient to what God is telling us to do. So I encourage people to just be open to love, to understand that true love is forgiveness, to understand that your past does not define you. Who you were is not who you are. Do not stay in that place and you can live happily ever after if you choose to. Everything is a choice. And I just chose to be happy. I chose to move forward and I chose to obey God. So that's all that I have.
0: Thank you,
1: Angel. Thank you, Angel. Powerful. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. I'm a firm believer. Your past does not define who you are or who you'll become. I love that. Our next speaker is Andrea Giles. Andrea Giles is the Giles or Giles? I'm sorry. Giles. Giles. Okay. Is a certified life coach who works with women stuck in after and the after effects of marital infidelity. She coaches from experience. Her passion for helping women discovers the peace she found drives her coaching. Andrea's clients learn to work through painful emotions. They learn to tell the truth, especially to themselves. They find the courage to go after what they want. They take control of their life. They move on. When Andrea is coaching, you'll find her enjoying the simple things of life. She loves to read, kayak on the river in her backyard, play games with her husband and kids, and snuggle her two grandchildren, sons. Welcome, Andrea.
15: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And all of you who have already spoken today have been such an inspiration. So thank you so much for sharing. So uh, Andrea Giles, um, I want to tell you a little bit about how I came to be um, a coach, the experience that I've had, and some quick things that I'd like to leave with you today. So first of all, um, I, I heard somebody else say they they were married for 16 years. It's, that seems to be a magical number. I, too, was married for 16 years and um, got married young, and we had six children, and throughout our marriage, there was a lot of deceit, and it finally came to a head. And like many of you, it was time to... Uh, take it to the Lord and, and ask, what do you want me to do? And it was very, very loud and clear that I needed to leave. And he was a successful lawyer. Um, I had always been a stay-at-home mom, and it was a, th- the hardest decision I've ever made, hardest decision. But I knew that I needed to, I knew that, um, that within the marriage as it was, we, we were not going to get a place, to a place of healing. He was not in a place where he was ready to be, truthful about what he was involved in and seven months after we got divorced he was in a drunk driving accident and was killed and I, I didn't know how um, you know just how how in deep he was with some of the things that he was doing and I'm grateful that I trusted trusted God to help me but fast forward I, I got remarried a couple of years later to a widower who uh, lost his wife to cancer? We have 11 children between us, and I found out recently, surprise of my life, that I am pregnant with number 12. <laughs> so it's been a, quite a trip. I, it's been crazy. But what I wanted to talk to you about today is how how I how I actually have moved forward to be in a position where I coach I coach women and and some men too about actually how to move forward from infidelity. I I had learned a lot of tools and and things like that. But what was missing for me was understanding how my thoughts were re-victimizing me over and over and over again. I I was a victim to infidelity, right? It happened. But with my mind, I was recreating so much pain for myself by, by the stories and the meaning that I was attaching to it. Um, I was making it mean that I was lesser. I was making it mean that somehow I was not good enough, that on and on. And even though logically I knew that that was incorrect, emotionally, it was still showing up and creating a lot of pain for me in my life. Even after I was remarried, I noticed some trust issues that came up. Anyway, fast forward, I learned about coaching and I learned about the tools that that I teach my clients, which is understanding... identifying what the thoughts are that are creating the emotional state that you're in, like identifying what they are, pulling them out, understanding how your emotions are driving you to create the same results for yourself over and over again and creating, like keeping you stuck, keeping you stuck as a victim to your own story. For me, I could not any longer be victimized by him because he was no longer even living, right? He was no longer even on this earth. Yeah, I was still creating so much pain for myself. And so to those of you who are, who are suffering, I want to say to you to challenge the stories that you're telling yourself, to challenge the meaning that you're giving them, to challenge when you look at your future and what is possible for you, where are you getting your intel? Is it from things that have happened in the past or is it with faith looking to the future to maybe things that you have not considered yet? And who do you need to become? And what stories do you need to let down and let let go of? Put down and let go of to become the version of you that gets to live again, that gets to be who you want to be and really step into, into the strength of who you are. Thank you so much for having me here.
0: Thank you, Andrea.
15: Yes.
1: Thank you, Andrea. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, Thank you all for sharing your stories. Thank you for the transparency. We really appreciate you guys. Our next speaker is Navi Bliss. Navi Bliss is a certified love and relationship coach, certified inspirational speaker, and host of the Blissful Love podcast. As a coach, Navi's mission in life is to help women fall head over heels in love with themselves so they can effortlessly attract blissful love into their lives. As an international speaker, Navi uses her own stories of overcoming childhood abuse and neglect to inspire others that anything is possible and they too can overcome any obstacles in their way. You can overcome your past heartbreaks and trauma. You can fall in love with yourself completely and learn to feel good in your skin every day and you can have the most blissful magical relationship too and Navi can show you how. Thank you so much Navi for sharing your story. Welcome.
16: Thank you so much for being here or for having me here, sorry. Um, All right, so this is my story. Have you ever dreamed of taking revenge and imagined how powerful you would feel? I certainly have, especially after finding myself abandoned at a shopping mall. I'd gone shopping with my husband when I went to buy a gift for a housewarming party. He insisted he didn't wanna go in and he would bring the car around. Once inside, I realized I didn't have my phone or wallet. I perused for a few moments before coming out to look for him. I didn't see him, so I sat on the curb and waited. After some time, I checked the parking lot. He wasn't there either. I kept going back and forth between the parking lot and the store. All the while my distress was growing. Then the realization hit. He had left me there. Overcome by shock, shame, and horror, I was unable to hold back the tears. Too ashamed to go and ask someone to use their phone, I had no choice but to walk the 10 kilometers home, thinking, hoping he would be there when I arrived. He wasn't, and during the walk, my Achilles tendonitis acted up, so my physical pain was matching my emotional pain, all of which quickly turned into rage. I was so pissed. I called his cell a million times and left a string of non-PG messages. After a few hours, he called. I felt enraged but what he would say would peel back that rage to confusion and pain. I was waiting at the mall the whole time and the messages you left were so insane. I'm done, I'm leaving you, he said. Could this be true? When he came back to pack a bag of his things, I stood frozen in shock, unable to move or say anything. When he walked out that door, every wound from my past resurfaced, all those feelings of unworthiness swallowing me up. I came from a background of abuse, My mother telling me I was unlovable and unwanted. Meeting my husband and getting married had been a way of affirming my worth. Someone finally loved me and that made me worthy and lovable. And suddenly all of that was shattering before my eyes in one moment, proving my unworthiness again. Only this was a pain unlike any I had ever experienced before. I wasn't an innocent child anymore. This was my fault. Luckily, before I could go too far down the rabbit hole, my best friend called me and pulled me back up. She had the scoop. He had left me at the mall because he had an affair and got someone pregnant and she was having his baby that day. Rage washed over me. I imagined all the horrible things I would do to him, how I would hurt him and shame him and destroy his things. Ultimately, I didn't follow through with a single one. Instead, I handled the entire divorce with kindness and grace. It's not because I chickened out or worried about the criminal repercussions. I could have called him out, shamed him to his friends and family, embarrassed him, but how would that make me feel about myself? I had to make a choice between loving me or hurting him because I just couldn't love a hateful, vengeful person. I realized that I have a beauty inside of me that can't be diminished by his actions. I still have the ability to choose love and every time I do, I'll end up loving myself a little more. What pours out of you is what's inside of you. What's inside of me is an unbreakable spirit. How you treat me doesn't change that because I get to wake up every morning and decide who I am. How you feel is determined by the way you show up in the world, not the way other people treat you. That's your real power. Your greatest victories will come after your biggest heartbreaks because there is nothing more empowering than rising in courage. But you might be thinking, but Navi, what about my revenge? Here's the karmic twist. Because I showed up with kindness at the end, my ex couldn't demonize me. He truly realized what he lost and he has to live with that forever. Now tell me that isn't sweet revenge.
1: Thank you, Navi. Thank you, Navi, for your strength for telling your story. (laughs) Thank you so much. Our next speaker is Linda Cowie, carer for the disabled, elderly and palliative clients, passionate about looking after people and helping people through trauma. Welcome, Linda.
17: Hello, everyone. I'm Linda. I'm passionate about telling my infidelity journey because I want to help other people to heal Um, I think infidelity is a trauma like death, and you need to nurture yourself and do things to heal yourself along the way. And I'm here to show you that even though you may face the darkest of days in your life, you can and you will survive. My infidelity journey began on the 20th of June 2019. At that time, I was actually in a very loving marriage. We used to hold hands in the middle of the night and we used to tell each other every day that we loved each other. Uh, My husband started to display unusual behavior. And so for the first time in my marriage, I felt compelled to look at his phone. And not only did I find out he was having an affair, I found out that he was in love with someone else and he was actually planning a life with her. And in that one second, my life changed dramatically. And completely, and it was like being punched in the stomach, and I found it difficult taking a breath. Um, I found out, that not only couldn't I trust the person I had 100% trust in, but I also found out that this person I loved and adored didn't actually love me after all. Um, At that time, I was suffering from infertility as well, and my amazing sister had offered to be a surrogate uh, so I could have an operation to be well. And that had actually taken a two-year process and it cost me all of my savings. And that was literally just approved when I found out that my husband had been having an affair. And the thing is, I had, in my marriage, I'd survived... Uh, infertility issues, and I'd actually never given up hope. But when I discovered my husband was having an affair, my dreams of having a family were destroyed and I had lost the love of my life and my hopes for the future were squashed. And I was about to come up to the darkest of days and nights where getting out of bed was a struggle and crying was a regular occurrence. At one point I was diagnosed with depression and I remember standing in front of the mirror and I made a very big decision that I was going to do everything in my power to heal myself and I decided not to take the antidepressants. I decided um, that I didn't want the pain to stay inside me so I needed to cry and I did a lot of crying. I also began to see a counselor every week and every day I did a deep healing meditation. And I also depended on the love and support of my family and my friends to get me through the days. Another thing I did, I did a commitment ceremony to myself and I bought myself a ring and I made a commitment to surround myself by loving and supportive people from that day forwards. And I do believe that is what I have in my life. Uh, one thing I found helpful was actually recognising my marriage wasn't actually that amazing. After all, my husband wasn't that amazing to me and there was financial and emotional abuse. But I understand I don't hold any bitterness towards him because I know that he's from a broken past, but that's up to him to heal himself and for me to move forwards, I can't have him in my life. I also had to recognize my part and forgive myself is that I chose to continue on with the marriage regardless of this. Other things I did, I started to fill my life with the things that I love doing. I created a beautiful garden space for myself. I took long walks And I started to take back control of my life again and happiness started to come back into my life. So I want to say to people that the person you thought you loved no longer exists. The person you thought would be faithful and look after your heart and soul no longer exists. But you do exist and you can learn to love yourself. My healing journey isn't finished and I'm still learning to love myself. But do feel happy most of the time so i want to say if you're suffering from the trauma of infidelity you're going to come across the darkest of days and nights but you can and will survive and you can come out a stronger and better person because of this so don't give up do something for yourself every day to heal yourself find a counselor meditate journal and surround yourself with loving and supportive people. And fill your life with things that make you happy. It takes time and effort to heal, but peace and happiness can be yours. I wanna say you are worth it and you deserve it. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Linda. I love your ring, by the way.
14: Oh, you thank can. You. You're
1: <laughs> You can and you will survive, I love that, I love that. Our next speaker is Sharon Harris. Sharon Harris is a beautiful example of what overcoming trauma looks like. She has overcome molestation, rape, PTSD, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. Now she is dedicated to bringing awareness through art to all controversial issues that have been swept under the rug. Her debut fictional novel, soon to be released, tells the story of a young prostitute who finds hope in her life after being brutally assaulted and left for dead. Sharon works diligently on creating a career in writing and speaking. The message that she is sharing to the world is that dreams never die. They only suffocate. I love that.
8: Welcome, Sharon. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so I remember reflecting on my life when I was a little girl. I had big dreams like i had dreams of what i wanted my life to be and of course you know disney influences us all and i wanted the whole you know i wanted to believe in the fairy tale but what i've learned is that when you subject yourself to that fairy tale you're subjecting yourself to a lot of hurt because you're not thinking logically Um, you want to believe in that fairy tale. So you want to believe in the lies. So um, yeah, <laughs> it was a lot, you know, having people brought to my house and everything else. But moving forward, I am a firm believer that everything happens for me and not to me. So when all of this happened, I really had to take a look at myself and ask, what am I doing? And what Energy, am I putting out into the universe that's attracting this back to me? Because you don't get back what you want in life, you get back what you put out. So, what am I putting out to attract this to me? Because it's not what I want. And so, what I realized is that the love I had for myself was very shallow and surface deep. And at that point, at that moment, it was like, no, I choose me. I choose me today. From this day forward and every day, I choose me. And it's, life is not about getting to where you're going. It's about the journey. And there's a part of me that will love everything about him until the day I die, because it prompted me to move into my journey, to do the work that it takes to overcome the things that you went through in order to help other people and help yourself. So... Uh, right now, I'm very happy, <laughs> and um, yeah, as said before, I I believe that dreams never die. They only suffocate, so go out and live your dreams. What was birthed from this was a beautiful trauma, because I consider myself not just a survivor, but an overcomer, because I didn't just survive. I overcame this, and something beautiful became of it, So, and it's in a book, <laughs> and it's called Beautiful Trauma thank you for this time.
0: Thank you, Sharon.
1: Thank you, Sharon, for sharing your story. I love that. The message that she is sharing to the world is that dreams never die, they only suffocate. Love that. Our next speaker is Ingrid Palmer. Ingrid is an award-winning inspirational speaker, a diversity and inclusion consultant, and the founder and CEO of Focus on Ability. As a partially sighted woman of color, Ingrid works well with organizations to build stronger and supportive communities. Welcome Ingrid.
18: Thank you so much. Our greatest longings and deepest fulfillments lie in our relationships. Perhaps that's why being cheated on is often an experience that make, that shakes one's faith on an existential level. Second and third degree burns are what I received when I decided to end a six-year relationship that was froth and saturated with infidelity. When the sunshiny yellow envelope arrived in the mail with my partner's name on it, my heart leapt while my stomach dropped. The juxtaposition of these conflicting emotions, anticipation and dread resulted in a hyper-villagent sensory overload. See, I had already given him an ultimatum, one more indiscretion and we would finally be over for good. I had been fighting to actually be the way that I appeared, confident, smart, strong, But deep down, I knew that by staying in a relationship that God didn't intend for me exposed the exact opposite. I tried not to think about that golden envelope on the counter. While I prepared dinner, I put a pot of water on the stove and placed the roast in the oven. But the bright colored envelope just seemed to prompt me and to promise an avenue towards my secret desire, a way out. And the contents did not disappoint. He came in then and I wasted no time. I waved the stationery in his face and declared it's over with a finality that was crystal clear. His darkening countenance didn't penetrate my resolute one until I saw him look towards the pot on the stove. And by then it was too late. As my screams rang out, he ran out the front door. The saddest part of this tale isn't the second or third degree burns or his cheating. It was that I needed a reason beyond my desire for better for myself in order to leave. It was in my history of martyring myself in a toxic relationship on the hope that I could love him into loving me better. I hadn't given myself permission to be who God had purposed for me to be. Deep down, I was very insecure. See, I'm legally blind and I spent eight years in foster care after being sexually abused. And further, I developed a hormone imbalance that caused me to grow facial hair. As a black, sometimes androgynous appearing female, All of my intersecting identities generated very negative and pervasive social messaging that everything about my identity was inferior, that I couldn't be beautiful, that I was not preferred or desirable, and that I should be grateful for any romantic attention I received at all. This worldly messaging overpowered the internal divine one that I knew to be true, so despite overcoming great adversary adversity to achieve academic accomplishments, I still ended up in a relationship where I was devalued because i didn't truly value me. I expected it to come from the outside and fill me up, no matter where. On, on which side of infidelity we fall, there are lessons to be learned. I was too busy questioning who I was until I remembered to whom I belonged. And then I was propelled through faith to a higher level of awareness and acceptance to where I realized that there needn't be any tension between me wanting to be loved and loving myself because one of them would always produce the other. Loving yourself fully is loving God and learning that garnered me a 21 year loving relationship. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Ingrid.
1: Thank you, Ingrid, for sharing your story. Before we introduce our last speaker, final speaker for the Global Virtual Panel of Infidelity Survivors, thank you guys so much for sharing the platform, your strength, your courage, for sharing your stories. After our last speaker, Mike, uh, we will have a a word from our sponsor, Ragne Sinikis. um, And about our final speaker. Mike Darcy's mission is to help people create and live the ultimate purpose-driven life full of adventure, love and happiness. He is the creator of Love Life Central, a passionate community where people live, learn life-changing ways to make life great. As an entrepreneur, coach, investor, parent and volunteer, navigating the ups and downs of tough relationships, he has revealed the secrets that create long lasting outstanding marriages. And he's excited to share these secrets with others. Mike and his wife Lisa are blessed to enjoy living in Hawaii in a cozy home minutes away from famous Waikiki Beach. I'm jealous. I gotta go to Hawaii since the world has opened back up. Um, Our final
19: speaker, Mike Darcy, thank you and welcome. Lakeisha, come on down, (laughs) got plenty of space. Thanks. Uh, And Gigi, thank you for putting together this this panel. It's awesome. Really, I'm really, Odd to be part of it I mean I just humbled really um, but my story is really uh, with regard to infidelity is is more anecdotal and it's my my own um, I grew up living a, a life that really wasn't my own it was it was a dream that somebody else had for me namely my parents and I just followed through and I did everything I was supposed to do I followed all the rules I did all the. I married the, the person they said fit me well and it was like it wasn't a real it wasn't something I accepted very well. And so when my ex-wife went out and cheated on me, I was told I was the one at fault, in which I accepted, because I kind of listened to everybody else's rules. And then when, when I did it, because I was, I've been on both sides of this, I definitely felt like it was my fault. And I realized there was a point in time where I realized that every relationship is not supposed to survive. And um, like Linda, I found out my relationship was, was actually pretty terrible. I, I took a, a friend to coffee and just to help them along and their story about the relationship was horrible. But looking at it, my story was way worse. It was, it was much, there was much less love in the, in the relationship than, than she had. Um, the, the tipping point for me was that I had two little girls and I was creating a horrible example of of what a human being should be, what a father should be, what a what a husband should be. And it would it would fall back on them and they would pick the one example that they've seen all of their life, which was me. And I needed to change that. And it it was an immediate decision. It was, it was that day. I'm done. We're out. I I can't go on like this. Um, the So since that point in time, and that's 2009 or so, uh, I've been following my heart and doing the things to become my own person. Donna, Donna said something that was very similar to that. Um, some of the things that I've learned, infidelity is really a symptom rather than a cause. It's, it's, it's not the first thing that happens. Okay. Infidelity is a buildup of a multiple things that happen over time and the the actual infidelity is just when everything has gone haywire and you can't, you can't take any more steps that are within normal bounds. Um, and like Don Donna said and David said, there's multiple, multiple different types of infidelity and that's, that's one thing that, you know, I, I, I work with, um, Who was it? Uh, Somebody works with women. Andrea, I think it was. Um, And a lot of them, when they get divorced, it's because of infidelity. But it's all sorts of infidelity. Playing um, video games all night long, just spending time with friends instead of spending time as a couple, all of these kind of things fall into that same kind of infidelity for me, in terms of my definition. And usually the person who goes outside of the outside of the relationship is lacking something they're they're missing a piece that they desperately need and they're not getting it in the relationship, so they eventually find a way to find it outside. Um, So a few things that, that come up out of this is for all of the, the, the audience members as well as the panelists is forgive yourself, this stuff is not, this relationship stuff is, is hard and it's complex and it's multiple moving targets, uh, mul- multiple moving parts. Um, the, the phrase is herding cats, it's like herding cats. This thing is moving all the time. So forgive yourself, this is, this is hard stuff. This is not easy stuff. And the other thing is because relationships are not all meant to survive, some of these things I heard it once and I thought it was fantastic. Some of these marriages, these first marriages should be called practice marriages. And I I, I went with that and I go, wow, you're absolutely right. It's like going up to bat for the first time and trying to hit a home run at first time at bat. It may happen once in a while. It doesn't happen that often. So forgive yourself for sure. this this thing this infidelity the the struggle that you have to deal with is really part of your education moving forward and how relationships work what your individual deal breakers are what your things that you must have in a relationship Um, these are all great things to learn for the next time and for every relationship you have not just your marriage Um, yeah my, my wife and i live in hawaii but we're currently in california and that's why i'm sort of in this noisy little area in a coffee shop. We're visiting our grandson, which is phenomenal. This is, uh, I think it was Andrea as well. It said something about 12 kids. I cannot imagine, love it. I love it. <laughs> um, Hassani and Danielle talked about self-transformation but it has to be done together. Completely agree with that. Um, I've, I've been through that self-transformation myself. Um, I push that onto the, the my clients as well and try and get them to do that. Um, they have to know that they're worthy. They have to stop telling themselves the stories that really put them in the same spot that they were in before. That's r- really great stuff. Um, and I'd like to leave everybody with these these. I've tried to make relationships as simple as possible. And there are only five things that you really have to keep an eye on. It's simple, it's not easy. The five things, the desire to be together, open communication, trust and vulnerability, mutual respect, and love and caring. And the one thing that's not more important, but more important than the rest of them is the open communication because it's the tool that builds everything else. And that's all I got for you guys. Thank you so much, this is so wonderful.
0: Thank you, Mike.
1: Thank you, Mike, for sharing your story. And we're going to have a word from one of our sponsors, Ragne Sanikis. She is the founder of World Women's Conference and Awards, Women Entrepreneurs' TV, Changemakers' Coach, and public speaker, and such a wonderful person. Ragne Sanikis.
20: Beautiful. Congratulations, everybody. Uh, It has been a true honor to listen, everyone sharing their stories, sharing their knowledge. And I think uh, most than anything else, I think every single one of us learned something maybe new maybe uh-huh. something that they needed to remind themselves and i think that um, as was said that happiness really is inside uh-huh. uh, and we shouldn't take the step when something like this happens to us as as just uh, becoming the victim that uh, the our society really celebrates. I think it's the time when you are intentionally driven to a point where you need to see, are you honoring yourself in that relationship? Most probably, people do not, usually, most of the people, not everybody, but people do not wanna hurt us, but they don't know better. Whether their role models haven't been there whether they just come from the environment that this is their, even the trauma is their sort of comfort zone. And then we start to download all of that to us. So again, in this journey of healing, uh, I think uh, I heard very very wise words today from forgiveness, kindness, uh, really honoring yourself first will be the key a key to success. And I really, really love this, that personal transformation is the key of uh, a yeah, yeah. situation. And I think once we all get this, we will be very better off. And sometimes the relationships, as we heard today, very, very different examples, they work out and they don't work out. Sometimes, well, most probably you needed to learn that person was there to send to your journey in order mm-hmm. to learn something and be ready for something so much better mm-hmm. so healing I sending you love and light uh, if you are in a process of healing i i think that the only thing which i urge you to reconsider if you have the revenge in your heart is that Karma does exist and just um, try to find the peace with yourself because you are hurting only yourself by having the revenge in your, in your heart and in your mind and that destroys your soul for sure. So um, try to find the kindness in you and uh, treat as you want to be treated usually people do not expect that that kindness and uh and that was really really lovely lovely to hear some of you mentioned it many many times and trust faith and believe and beautiful work Gigi Lakisha, love it thank you everybody who joined it again beautiful absolutely beautiful gathering so much uh high vibration people so mm-hmm. much light beautiful thank you loved it
1: Thank you so much, Rakne. Now we do have a, our second sponsor that just came in, Daniel.
21: A word from Daniel Gomez. Welcome, Daniel. How are you doing today, everybody? Good afternoon. I'll be representing Mighty Strong Foundation and Beyond Publishing today. And I just wanted to say we're honored to I'll be part of this. I'll tell you what, everybody have was phenomenal. And Gigi, you're doing an amazing job just with all this. And um, I almost didn't make it. I've been sick with the cold. So I had a, I don't know if you can tell my eyes are puffy, but (laughs) unfortunately South Texas has some allergies, but I'll, I'll say this. I wanted to speak a blessing over everybody. I was watching a lot of the, a lot of the speeches and it was just, it was pretty awesome. So if you allow me to, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for everyone who shared and spoke today, Father God. And I speak a blessing of grace. I speak a blessing of just Lord, your favor over all these amazing speakers, Father God, that, that it would open up opportunities for them to share their stories even more and Lord, what You're doing in everyone's life, here, Father. So bless Gigi, bless everyone that helped out. Lakisha, Melanie, Father God, in Jesus' name, and Father God, we ask Your favor over everyone, Father God. And from the from in Jesus' name, we ask increase and abundance. Amen. Amen. And from the words of Michael D. Butler, just said thank you, everybody, for just speaking from your hearts, and it was, it was it was it was good stuff. So just know that. And well, that's the Mighty Strong Foundation. We're honored to have Gigi as our keynote speaker coming up here. October 16th, and we have Mr. Keisha James coming in. And I'll tell you what, um, these women are amazing. And just to see the consistency, most speakers wonder why they don't make it professionally. And it's because they start and they never finish. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, watching since December when Gigi had her first event last year, nonstop every month, I wonder where she gets a tenacity. But if you've met sure. her mom, her mom has a saying that I love, and it's, right <laughs> when you don't feel like speaking when you don't feel like going on stage it's not about us it's about the audience and i can mm. tell you that y'all definitely impacted the audience today because i heard people that were spoke from their hearts and that one gentleman um david well i heard david speak and i can tell you that when it's about the audience everything comes in play so i'm honored to be here for our sponsor from the Marty strong foundation
1: thank you daniel
0: and we have a word from our host Gigi sabat Yes. Thank you to all of our speakers and our sponsors. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. And I want to circle back to what Ragna said there in regards to the revenge. Revenge should never be the answer. And so I really love how all of you kept your messages very positive today. And you all are truly someone else's hope. And yes, we must treat others how we want to be treated, as as Ragna mentioned, so important. So I want to really tell you all that I truly respect each and every one of you and continue to let others know that there is hope on the other side of the tunnel after something like infidelity happens to you and and keep moving forward and educating others. And I just truly appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And we're gonna close with a prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you, Father, for this day that you've made a really sealing and rejoicing in it, Father. We thank you for each and every speaker that was on this platform. Father, we thank you for Gigi for being the visionary. We thank you for all the sponsors, Father. And we thank you for the people that was that was not able to attend this event, Father. We thank you right now for your grace because your grace is sufficient for us. We thank you for a continued strength on our journeys, Father. We give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank mm-hmm. you, guys, so much for partaking this event. You guys are
3: amazing. Thank you, everyone. You all have a blessed day.